Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Whenever there's a podcast, we welcome you to another episode of the Genius Cast. We are through Thursday and Sunday of week one. It is Monday afternoon as I'm taping this podcast. Hope you guys had a good weekend. Hopefully you guys are in a good spot to hopefully pull down the victory in your fantasy leagues. Today's podcast, we'll talk a little bit about what happened on Thursday night and during the day yesterday between the games, some uh, players that we liked, some players we didn't like. We'll also take a look at the upcoming Monday night football matchups between the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Giants, along with the Broncos taking on the Titans. But before we jump into that, let's give a little shout out to our Twitter and Instagram. If you have not followed us over on Instagram, we are at FantasyFootball underscore Genius underscore. And on Twitter, we are at FansportsGenius. And we have our mastermind chat available on our website, www.FantasyFootballGenius.com, where winning isn't everything, it's the genius thing. Weekly, monthly, and full season package available. As we talked about today, we're going to talk much about what happened yesterday and on Thursday. We're also going to take a look at what's going to happen tonight. So without further ado, let's go ahead and jump right on into it. The Thursday night kicked off the Week 1 matchups, kicked off the 2020 season with the Houston Texans falling to the Kansas City Chiefs. Kind of went the way we thought it was going to go. We thought the Chiefs would kind of come out and dominate. I thought there would be a little more fight with the Texans, but by the end of the game, Deshaun Watson did get there. It seems like it doesn't matter for him. It doesn't matter if it's garbage time or not. He's going to get there for his production. Um, Got to love what Deshaun Watson showed, especially in a bad game. And if Will Fuller's going to have that kind of game in, in a matchup that really the Texans really weren't involved in at all, you got to love what's going to be for the future of 2020 for Will Fuller if he can stay healthy. One thing that kind of... Uh, threw me for a loop was with Brandon Cooks kind of banged up and what the Texans really want to do and we know that they I mean you would figure they have to throw the ball deep against the Chiefs who had uh, two corners I think you could take advantage of going deep with I'm surprised there wasn't a whole lot of uh, deep balls thrown by Deshaun Watson in his offense I thought Will Fuller would have a lot more looks deep. I, th- I thought uh, Gold. I thought uh, um, Randall Cobb would have a much more of, of an impact in this game. Didn't really have an impact until late in the game. Really, the fourth quarter is really, really kind of finally got his um, kind of looks. He didn't get any targets in the first half. Kind of was a was a, a no show in the first half, and it kind of surprised me heading into halftime that the. Uh, there was really nothing going on with Randall Cobb, which really surprised me, especially with uh, the banged up Brandon Cooks. But again, Will Fuller, he showed us that he is the uh, the answer. If, if, if he can't stay healthy for the 2020 season, I think uh, big things are in for him and Deshaun Watson. But again, health is the biggest issue for Will Fuller. Clyde Edwards-Alaire, fantastic debut. And that was without even uh, getting any t- any receptions in the passing game. I think that's going to change as we move along in the season. We're obviously going to see CEH get much more involved in the passing game. But absolutely, if, if, you have a, if you are a CEH owner, you have to love what you saw on week one on Thursday night with the rookie running back out of LSU. And from Patrick Mahomes, what we can say, what can we say about Mahomes? Um, a fantastic night, even though it's kind of kind of slow. I mean, 211 yards is not really a Mahomes type of play, but the three touchdowns is. So I think it's going to be a very common theme with this Chiefs offense. We're going to see them kind of put the pedal to the metal early on, but I think in the second half they're going to be able to kind of let off that pedal. That might be able to kind of take away some of the, the upside of these players. But again, you put another player on this team like CH, it just puts another elite player on this offense that is scary for the rest of the league. Um, and it might kind of affect the upside of maybe a Tyreek Hill um, throughout the season. I still think Hill's going to get there when the season's over with, but on a weekly basis, the upside may not be there because there's just a lot of mouths to feed on this, on, on this team. 
We are obviously going to see monster games out of Tyreek Hill. I just think by the end of the season, it's going to look nice, but I think there's going to be some bad weeks for Tyreek Hill in the making because of just bringing another all-star weapon like uh, Edwards Hilar looks like right now. Next up, we have the Seattle Seahawks beating the Atlanta Falcons. Matt Ryan gets over 400 yards, uh, three receivers topping the 100-yard mark. Julio Jones, um, Calvin Ridley leading the way, Ridley getting the touchdown. Julio Jones still not getting a touchdown, but he was the leading receiver in, in terms of passing yards. Todd Gurley didn't have a great game, but didn't have a bad game either. He did get in the end zone as a running back. So you kind of like when uh, when your players do get in the end zone, so that kind of helps. But it, the uh, the only 56 yards uh, on, on the ground was kind of concerning a little bit. But again, this is a team that fell behind Seattle early, so I think there are better days for Gurley moving forward. And again, the touchdown does help, so that's not a bad thing. As for Seattle, Russell Wilson was fantastic. DK Watson was fantastic. Tyler Lockett looked good. Chris Carson involved in the passing game, and a nice game out of Chris Carson, who it seems to always every year kind of get overlooked in drafts. And I keep on saying it year in and year out. It's a mistake overlooking Chris Carson. Week one, he did show that. Didn't have much on the ground, but he was uh, well involved in the passing game, catching two touchdown passes from Russell Wilson. Next up, the Jets and the Bills. Bills kind of showed that they are the team maybe to beat in that AFC East. I think they are the team to, to kind of win the division over the Patriots this year. Uh, we'll talk about the Patriots a little later. But as for the Bills, Bills look fantastic. Josh Allen, 300 yards passing, two scores, along with one other touchdown on the ground. Looks fantastic. Stephon Diggs looked, got, looked nice with his, with his debut for the Bills. John Brown had a good game. Uh, Jamison Crowder got there as well against the Jets, so that, that proves that maybe the Bills might have a really good defense. But you can, with players like Jamison Crowder, who's going to be over the middle, kind of sitting there over the middle, in the middle of the field, can get there as a pass catcher with the Bills being a pretty good team this year. A lot of teams are going to be playing from behind against the Bills. But if you're a Josh Allen owner, you just gotta you gotta love what you saw out of the uh, the young quarterback. He he was one of my breakouts this year. He thought I, I thought he was gonna kind of improve on what he did last year. Last year he had a really good year, kind of improved later on in the year. We know what he can do on the ground as as a running back, so that kind of helps his floor. But I definitely think that my prediction of him being a sleeper option for a possible MVP. Uh, was shown last night uh, with the two touchdowns and one on the ground as well. Great game for Josh Allen and his Buffalo Bills offense. Uh, in- injury concern for Le'Veon Bell. Uh, hamstring injury, those can always kind of pop up and uh, linger throughout the season. So um, if you are a Le'Veon Bell owner, you got to panic even a little more. Um, it- if you weren't panicking before the game, you definitely are panicking even more so now um, with the injury, with the hamstring injury being that uh, up for Le'Veon Bell. Next up, Bears, the Chicago Bears, the Bears come back and pull out a big victory over the Detroit Lions late in the game. One of the very few teams to lose. Um, but I think the, the, uh, the Lions were up by 17 or 21, something like that, going into the fourth quarter. They're one of the very few teams that lose that lead. Um, in going into the fourth quarter, they did that against the Bears. Mitchell Trubisky uh, looked fantastic in the fourth quarter. looked like a mistake in the first three quarters, but that fourth quarter led to comeback. Um, so his numbers got there. But you got to wonder about what the 2020 season is going to be for this Bears passing game. If it's going to be like this, it's going to be definitely a roller coaster um, if you have any of these often offensive weapons on, on Chicago Bears. Anthony Miller looked nice. Um, and Allen Robinson looked nice. As for the Lions, they... They definitely miss Kenny Galladay. I think Galladay was missing his offense. Uh, Amendola did leave the team in receptions, but I definitely think once they do get Kenny Galladay back from injury, hopefully this offense kind of can pick up because it definitely should have been the Lions win this game. The Bears definitely did sneak out the victory at Detroit. Next up, one of the most entertaining games, the Green Bay Packers beat the Minnesota Vikings in a very high-scoring game. Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, the duo looks fantastic. 14 receptions, 156 yards, and two scores for Adams. Uh, Aaron Rodgers over 350 yards and four scores as well. 
Um, two, uh, two, two went to Devonta Adams, but a very nice touchdown pass to Marcus Vell and Scantling. So you got to like what you saw um, from the Green Bay Packers. Aaron Jones looked good on the ground. I really, really didn't have a, a huge impact in the passing game like I thought he might. You know that's going to happen eventually. So you got to like what you saw out of Green Bay early on. As for the Minnesota, new payday for Dalvin Cook. He didn't look great, but he didn't look bad either. Um, but I, we've got to be kind of concerned a little bit with the number of touches that Alexander Madison got with a Dalvin Cook um, healthy player. Maybe this is the Vikings trying to limit the uh, touches early on for Cook so they can keep him healthy throughout the season. But if you are a Cook owner, you got to definitely feel that there is a, um, a little fear there for being as high as you draft them with the touches that Madison got in the game against Green Bay. And Stefan, De- I mean, I'm, I'm sorry, and Adam Thielen, a fantastic game. Uh, started off a little slow, didn't do much in the first half, and the second half came alive with those couple scores late in the game. Next up, the Patriots beat the Dolphins, the Cam Newton debut in New, Orleans, uh, New England. Very nice, uh, two touchdowns on the ground, a decent game through, through the year, uh, through the air. Uh, Cam Newton looked really nice as the uh, New England uh, signal caller. As for the Dolphins, Dolphins are the Dolphins. They didn't look that great. Ryan Fitzpatrick didn't look good. Three interceptions against this uh, really lighter Patriots defense with all the players that opted out for the 2020 season. So you got to wonder how soon is the Tua experience going to happen in Miami. I think it's going to be very soon with the way this team played on Sunday because I don't see it getting much better moving forward in Miami. Next up, an upset Washington football team beats the Philadelphia Eagles. Likely caused a lot of people to lose in their eliminator pool if you're in one of those. I'm guessing a lot of people may have taken Philadelphia, being that they were taking on a Washington team that was um, really kind of banged up and uh, uncertain what what the year is going to bring for this Washington team. But the Washington football team did get the victory. Antonio Gibson, who everybody thought was going to be the number one option there in the ground game, didn't have a great game for Washington. It was a lot of that through the air. Their defense played fantastic against Carson Wentz, sacked him quite a few times. Um, as for Philadelphia, is Dallas Goddard the new tight end over Zach Ertz? you got to wonder about that with the big game that Goddard had compared to Zach Ertz. Both did get in the end zone, but Goddard had the eight catches, 101 yards. Absolutely love Goddard if he did get him, like I said to, as a sleeper tight end, late round tight end this year. Carson Wentz didn't look great, didn't look bad. Kind of did what Carson Wentz does. Gets a few yards, gets some touchdowns, but he also turns the ball over, gets sacked. That's kind of what Carson Wentz does. Uh, as for Terry McLaurin, I think McLaurin didn't have a great game, but I think um, it, it's, it's nothing to panic about. I think it's just the way the game scripted. Um, and, and Philadelphia does have a decent uh, cornerback now um, that can. It's not the same Phil, uh, Philadelphia uh, secondary that we saw last year in 2019. The newer version is a little better with Darius uh, Darius uh, Slay there in in Philadelphia. Next up, the Las Vegas Raiders beating the Carolina Panthers. A little controversy late. Why they went, uh, didn't give the ball to Christian McCaffrey late in the game to kind of get that first down is beyond me. Christian McCaffrey, two touchdowns. Mr. Josh Jacobs, three touchdowns. It was a, definitely a ground, ground and pound show for both sides of the ball. Chris McCaffrey looked apart, but I think we're going to see a little bit of a uh, regression from last year, and that means it's going to be maybe a top three in of the, instead of the overall top number one option there in Carolina. So for, going from a video game type of numbers, for Chris McCaffrey is going to go to elite option when I talk about a little down, downgrade from last year. I do have Zeke, and I do have Saquon Barkley ahead of Christian McCaffrey this year. I think um, Zeke for sure. I think Saquon Barkley and Christian McCaffrey are pretty close, in my opinion, throughout the rest of the season. I just think there's going to be a little bit of a downfall for McCaffrey. But again, going from video game type of player to an, uh, a, a very good, great player um, in 2020, in my opinion. 
Robbie Anderson uh, looks like another one of those uh, leaves Miami and kind of becomes a very uh, leaves the Jets, leaves Miami, wh- wherever the coach is, pl- is coaching there. Seems like those Jets and Miami players, as soon as they leave, um, it seems like they become a better player. Robbie Anderson now out of New York, out of the Jets organization. Now he's in a different organization. Looks fantastic. Six catches, 115 yards, and a touchdown. Got to like what he brings to the 2020 season. He might be the better option over Curtis Samuel, who I was very high on Curtis Samuel this year. Um, that might be a mistake by my part, being uh, liking Samuel a little more over Robbie Anderson. That might be a bad fall on my part this year. Next up, the Jags beating the Colts. Kind of another one of those upsets in the making, but the Jags are a pretty good uh, opening game kind of team. <clears throat> what we did see with, with Indianapolis is Phillip Rivers loves to use his, his running backs. That was the case again. Naheem Hines, Jonathan Taylor, whoever it was, he used both running backs quite a bit in the passing game. Paris Campbell, a nice game out of the slot. Again, if you listen to me, you uh, you targeted Paris Campbell late in your draft because we know a few things with Phillip Rivers from his NFL career. Loves to use his tight ends, loves to use his slot receivers, loves to use his uh, running backs, and all was the case on Sunday, especially at slot receiver and running back. As for the Jaguars, James Robinson looked decent. Looked, didn't look great, but he did, he did look decent. And then DJ Shark, I think, got in the end zone as well. So you, uh, you got to like the start for the Jags. But, again, I think they're going to be in the running for one of the worst teams by the time the season's all said and done because they are definitely in a rebuild mode. Next up, the Browns and the Ravens. Ravens put on the show. Lamar Jackson proves again that he is in the MVP talks uh, for 2020. A fantastic game for the reigning MVP. Marquise Brown, a nice game. Um, Two touchdowns from the uh, tight end, Mark Andrews. Uh, J.K. Dobbins, you got to wonder, is, is he the new starting option there for the Ravens? Um, which is crazy to hear that he was number four on the depth chart um, before the game started, but we all knew that was wrong. He is um, the number two option there behind Mark Ingram, but he might be more of a number one option with the way he played on Sunday. I definitely still believe, and it's even more of, more so now, that if you drafted Dobbins, like I said to, he could be a league winner, especially if something happens to Ingram. And as we saw yesterday, nothing has to happen to Ingram. He can still get the job done behind Ingram or as a dual threat with Ingram. As for the Browns, if you're a Nick Chubb owner, you got to kind of feel a little scared with the uh, amount of touches that Kareem Hunt and him had together. Uh, very much a, in, in a dual-time backfield, and Kareem Hunt was by far the better option there in uh, Cleveland against the Baltimore Ravens on Sunday. So if you are a Chubb owner, you definitely are feeling a little worrisome this week, as are the owners of Austin Eckler as we move on along to the Chargers and the Bengals. Chargers beat the Bengals by a late uh, last-second missed field goal by the Bengals to try to tie the game up. The Chargers Chargers sneak out the victory, but Austin Eckler, if you're an Austin Eckler, I, th- I think the same thing's true with, with the amount of touches the other running backs got there in, in Los Angeles. Again, this could be also the start of the season with teams kind of limiting what their players are going to do, so I'm not ready to put the panic button yet for Chubb and Eckler, but it's just something that we definitely want to keep an eye on for both players um, with, with the way the game's kind of matched out. Eckler was not nearly the player that I thought he was going to be in the game. Either was Joe Mixon, and this Bengals, Bengals offense looked horrendous yesterday. Hopefully it's just a sign of early early season struggles, um, first game jitters for Mr. Joe Burrow. Hopefully this offense can kind of get going. Being that the Bengals were one of the offenses that I th- said would be kind of sneaky good this year, that was not the case yesterday. The offense looked horrendous. The Chargers, even with the victory, kind of looked bad as well. I think both teams are in for bad years, as we saw with the play on the field with a very low scoring compared to everybody else in the league yesterday for the Chargers and Bengals. Next up, the Buccaneers fall to the Saints in Tom Brady's first game. As good as Tom Brady was in New England, he was pretty 
average at best against the Saints yesterday. A couple of interceptions, um, got sacked a few times. He just kind of looked like he was he was frustrated most of the game. Did have a couple of touchdowns passing and a touchdown rushing, but overall, I think this is not the t- same Tom Brady we thought in years past. Um, I think he will pick it up. Uh, one thing we do have to definitely keep an eye on is Chris Godwin. Looked like he may have suffered a concussion yesterday, so definitely want to keep your ears open on that as well. If that's the case, already having having a bang up Mike Evans. If, they, if if Chris Godwin just suffered a concussion, this puts a big damper in this offense that everybody thought was going to be one of the high powered offenses in football. Ronald Jones, the coach and Arians did say that Ronald Jones was going to get the bulk of the carries. He did not lie like a lot of us thought he would. Ronald Jones does get the majority of the carries, and uh, Leonard Fournette really a no show in this game. Five carries for five yards, I think it was. So absolutely nothing for the. Buccaneers for Leonard Fournette's debut. As for the Saints, Drew Brees, not really a Drew Brees type of game. Alvin Kamara, fantastic game. Mike Evans was kind of shut out for the most part and suffered an ankle injury late. It's definitely something, another thing we want to keep an eye on, just like the, the Chris Godwin injury there for the Buccaneers. Next up, the Cardinals upset the defending NFC champion 49ers. The entire offense for the Cardinals looked fantastic. Kyler Murray, DeAndre Hopkins uh, looked look like they've been doing it forever with each other. Uh, Hopkins, 14 catches, 151 yards. Uh, didn't get the end zone. Uh, he almost did late in the game, but did not get in the end zone. But the 14 catches, 151 yards, that'll do in fantasy. We love that kind of production from our number one wide receiver. Kyler Murray, fantastic game, as we talked about. 13 carries, 91 yards. Would have had over 100, I believe, except for the kneel downs late in the game. Um, looked a good passing ball, looked good running ball. Uh, Kenyon Drake looked okay. Christian Kirk didn't do much in the game, but I think that was much more of the coverage because I think they put DeAndre Hopkins on the other side of the field away from Sherman because uh, we know Sherman plays one side of the field. So I think that a lot of that was game plan by the Cardinals. So I'm not ready to put the panic button yet on Christian Kirk, but the rest of the offense looked fantastic on Sunday for the Cardinals. That's for the 49ers. Uh, Moster looked good. Jimmy Garoppolo looked okay. He made some boneheaded plays, in my opinion, throughout the game, but he also looked decent throughout the game. The defense for, uh, for the 49ers didn't look great. I know they have a lot of injuries um, on that side of the ball, but hopefully they can pick it up. But the Arizona Cardinals look like a really good team this year, and that NFC West may be a battle for the end of the year um, throughout all four teams there, with the Rams winning, with the Cardinals winning, and with the way the um, – uh, Seahawks man, manhandled the, the Atlanta Falcons. I think the and NFC West could be a very, very tight, very good division this year. And we closed it with the Dallas Cowboys falling to the Rams, who opened up their new stadium. Uh, fantastic stadium if you watched the game. I uh, love the look of the stadium. Rams looked like they may be back. Jared Goff, Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, Van Jefferson, who's a very good player this year. Malcolm Brown, can he handle the workload this year? I still think it's going to be Cam Akers when all said and done. But as of right now, it looks like it's going to be Malcolm Brown. They get the early bulk of the carries. because. But we did see Cam Akers kind of get the same kind of touches out of as, as Malcolm Brown did, but Malcolm Brown did much more with his number of touches compared to Cam Akers. But I, I, again, I think a lot of these rookies are going to struggle early outside of a couple. I mean, CeeDee Lamb was one that kind of didn't really struggle in this game. He looked he looked apart, and in my opinion, he may be the best receiver there in Dallas, and that includes Amari Cooper. Um, I, I think CeeDee Lamb, when, when, the, when we head into next year, we may be looking, talking about CeeDee Lamb, the number one option there in Dallas. Absolutely loved his debut against this Rams defense. And again, uh, Cooper did look good despite being matched up with um, one of the best shutdown corners in football. But again, I think it's going to be more of the Cowboys looking to maybe uh, save money and keep CeeDee Lamb and Michael Gallup. And maybe we see uh, Alvin, I mean, uh, 
Amari Cooper eventually leave Dallas because they just don't. I mean, with all the money they're having to pay these players, they can't sign everybody. They can't keep everybody. I think Amari Cooper might be one of those casualties that they let go in the future. And we talked about the Rams. Rams looks very good. Jared Goff, Robert Woods. Robert Woods looked, looked fantastic in the first drive. Kind of went, went away for a little while, and then later on in the game, he did kind of pick it up. And the defense in, in, for the Rams as well, as well looked really good. So you got to like, if you're a Rams fan, the Rams kind of picking up their play from last year, down year last year after their, their Super Bowl loss to the Patriots the year before. You got to like what you saw at the start of the 2020 season for the Rams. And we're talking about tonight's game, the Pittsburgh Steelers and the New York Giants will kick it off in about a couple hours from uh, taping this podcast. A big Ben is back. I think that improves the entire offense for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Make Juju Smith-Schuster a much better player. We saw Deontay Johnson kind of break out last year, the young receiver. I think he's going to do much better this year with Ben throwing the ball. James Conner, I think he's going to be a, a much better player this year as well with the return of, of Big Ben. Um, I think we're going to see Eric Ebron have a big impact um, coming over at the tight end position. I still think we're going to see Vance McDonald have some sort of an impact as well. I think the entire offense, after a very bad year last year after Big Ben's injury in 2019, I think this offense will be back to what we saw in years past, a much pass-happy offense with plenty of weapons as long as Big Ben can stay healthy. And we already know the defense is very good. Their defense carried them last year. So I definitely think that the defense is going to keep it up this year as well. So definitely interested to see what the Pittsburgh Steelers do tonight. As for the Giants... The Giants um, have a lot of offense to happen, but I think it's going to take a little time for this offense to kind of get going. Evan Ingram, Saquon Barkley, uh, Sterling Shepard all returned from injury, all, all looking to be healthy before the season starts. Uh, they, said they have Darius Slayton, they have Golden Tate. I'm wondering if Golden Tate's going to play tonight, so definitely keep an eye on if you're if you're uh, looking at those showdown slates. If you're going to be uh, starting Golden Tate, definitely keep an eye on if he is going to be healthy for this game. But I think it's going to excuse me. I think it's going to start off a little slow for this Giants team, and I can definitely see a, 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 a scenario where this Pittsburgh Steelers team puts it on the Giants early. But I do like Evan Ingram quite a bit in this matchup, uh, whether or not they get blown out or not. I definitely like Evan Ingram in this matchup, and you got to like Saquon Barkley as well. And closing out, we got the Broncos and the Titans. Broncos kept Mr. Derrick Henry under, under wraps last year. I think the same thing might be said tonight. So um, if I'm talking about the single-game slate, Derrick Henry is one of the players I am looking at uh, fading. He's going to be very popular, and I can I can definitely see the Broncos maybe kind of limiting what he does. And we know that he is much more of a later-in-the-season type of player, and maybe his uh, pass catching is not as up to par as some of the other players. So he's definitely one of the, my fades this year. I mean, this week, not year. This week is a fade for me to kind of be different than the rest of the. And you're gonna to have to be very creative to win some of these big tournaments over there on DFS sites like DraftKings and Fanduel. So Derrick Henry is one of my fades just to be different. As for the Broncos side of things, um, let's continue with Titans a little bit. I, I think Jonu Smith is a, is a very good play. We know the Broncos struggle against tight ends, and AJ Brown. I think AJ Brown is also in a fan for a fan, fine game. I think it's much more of a passing option for Tennessee tonight than it is running. As for the Broncos, uh, with the uncertainty of Corton Sutton, I think we're gonna see Jerry Judy kind of come out just like CeeDee Lamb did yesterday and kind of show that he is ready for this league right off the bat. I think the, uh, there's only a couple of players I, I truly thought that would come in and step in and, and immediately have an impact being rookies. Um, with the un- uncertainty of the year, with the lack of practice, with the no preseason, rookies are going to struggle, in my opinion, to start the year. But I think the difference was CeeDee Lamb and uh, Jerry Judy are both ready for br- br- big time. And we're going to see that tonight with Jerry Judy. I think Jerry Judy tops the 100-yard mark, especially with um, a banged up Sutton, and if Sutton can't go, I, I definitely think that he's going to top the 100 yard mark, and he might get in the end zone once, maybe even twice. That's right. My prediction is we see a touchdown from the rookie out of Alabama. Jerry Judy has a big debut for the Broncos. 
And I think Melvin Gordon's also going to have a pretty decent game. I think we're going to realize that uh, some may think it's a 50-50 timeshare between him and Lindsey, but I think it's much more of a Melvin Gordon show. Maybe we see it uh, a little earlier, more of a 50-50 um, as we kind of get into the season. But I think by the years, by the end of the year, we're going to see Melvin Gordon is the top option. He's the better pass catcher out of the backfield. And we're going to be able to see, speaking of passes, we're going to be able to see with all these weapons if Drew Locke is the answer for the Broncos moving forward. That'll do it for today's podcast. Hope you guys have a fantastic night watching the rest of the week. A lot of stuff happening this week. Um, We'll do our podcast on Thursday, another podcast on Friday. Articles coming up where we game-by-game breakdowns uh, for all all the games coming up. Uh, we'll have the Thursday Thursday one up either Wednesday or Friday. Wednesday or Thursday, we'll have that Thursday article up. The rest of the articles will come out Friday or Saturday. As will our uh, rankings. I'll have the rankings up by Wednesday. Most likely will be Tuesday. I'll have those up for the upcoming week, too. If you have not done so already, please give us a follow on Twitter. We are at FansportsGenius, at FantasyFootball, underscore Genius, underscore is our Instagram. It's not too late to become part of the Genius Mob. Mastermind chat is available with weekly, monthly, and full season packages available. One-on-one access with yours truly via text messages regarding all things fantasy football. If you have questions on a, a, a late scratch, maybe someone to pick out through the year, all your questions get answered within uh, 24 hours, 100% of the time. Most likely will be within a couple hours. And that's one-on-one access with yours truly. We, uh, we'll talk it out. We'll make sure that you have the best team heading into the year, whether it be a lineup move, lineup move or a roster move. We'll make sure you are set for the season. Join now and get that extra help to put your team over the top in 2020. Thanks for the listen. Enjoy the game tonight, and let's dominate those leagues. And good luck pulling out the victory if you're in the mix for a win tonight.